When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Uh, so away we go. Away we go to injured reserve with Justin Jefferson. Whoa. Yeah. Away we Whoa. go to a one and four record. It's Kind of a buzzkill around here, Booney, after uh, the first few games. It's just you and I today doing this because we sent Judd and Declan out to Target Field to watch a winning Minnesota sports team try to beat the Astros today. So it's trenches with Boone, 10-year NFL veteran, former Viking, played in a a Super Bowl with the 49ers, and we have a bunch of plays to break down. But (sighs) First of all, first of all, I don't like your mood. I don't like your vibe. I'm not feeling that shit. All right. Don't what would you like me to do? You know, actually, you know no, what? Let me change. Here, no. no. Let me start Matthew. over. No, hold on. Let me start over. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Hi, I'm Phil, and I am super excited for the opportunity the opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings to collect more draft assets for 2024 and build a monster starting again in 2024. It's a bright, sunny day here in Vikingsville, Alex, and I'm excited for what the future of Vikings football holds after 2023. There you go. That's better. Is that better? That's the vibe I like, Phil. You know me. Let's go. I'm excited to see... What some of the backups can do the rest of the season after sending, you know what? I'm excited to send Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter, and Kirk Cousins off to chase championships with other organizations and see what some of these young players are capable of. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) to see some of those guys getting to quickly packing up. It's, it's. I mean, it is that time of year, and but I think what's so crazy is there's one other team in this. That's it. Like you're not calling the Packers good after last night. I'm not. I'm not even going to go down that road anymore. That dude, Jordan Love, was exactly what we all thought he was for a minute there, and that's why. And Mackie, we'll we'll go back to this again, but that's why preseason is so crazy again. It's because you can highlight yourself for ten plays, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's going to be good." By the way, I should I should plug uh, because we did exactly that on the O Line Committee podcast, which you can find Alex Boone and Jeremiah Serrell's O Line Committee YouTube channel, Apple and Spotify, the O Line Committee. 
We did a Jordan Love, like an is Jordan Love good thing off of one preseason game. Because when you go out there and you're like, man, the way he gets his back foot and he gets rid of that ball or the way he can get through this whole defense and he sees one, two, three, oh, I'll throw it to three. Like we were like, man, this is great. But then in real time, and this is the one thing that will never change. And me and Jay talk about this a lot, and I don't think he agrees with me as much as, as he should, but in a live situation, everything in your mind gets scattered. Like you're just craziness, right? And then all of a sudden on top of it, it's Monday night football, you're in Vegas, everything's going crazy. Like you're just, what used to be so calm in preseason is now becoming live. And all these teams are just getting decimated, including the Vikings. And a lot of it just keeps coming back to, and and the more I think about this, and you know, I was all about the Vikings last year. I was like, you know what? The defense sucks. It's okay. I've seen teams do this. Look at KC. They do it all the time. As long as we can just score more than they give up, we'll get mm-hmm. creative. We'll do fun things. People are like, you need to be panicked. And I'm like, what a negative way to think, right? Like, you're winning games. That's hard to do. Your offense is putting up a lot of points. The quarterback should be celebrated. This is awesome. Now you reverse the role, and it's like, we can't score anything we can't get any drives going we have no long plays now we've lost JJ the run game has been non-existent the defense has been so so they're up and down and it's one of those things where I start to look at it like did they maybe take the season a little too lightly did they maybe think hey look what we did last year we know who we are because I'm telling you right now I don't give a shit what anyone says I've been in that locker room and I've heard that conversation a million times guys guys See what we did last year? I do the same damn thing. We just got to walk in the stadium. They're going to fall down, and it's over. But instead, you get these teams that are rebuilding or where they were already going through a rebuild, and now they need to start taking steps. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works here. Here we punch you in the mouth, and then we see what you're about. And that's where all of a sudden the offense is starting to struggle, at times getting Kirk hit too much. And at times it's on the OC and it's on Kirk. Dude, you got to get rid of the ball. If you're in a six-man pro and you know seven are coming, damn it, don't tell me you don't know seven are coming. You're getting paid $40 million. You better be like, yep, those seven look like they're coming. You got to get rid of the ball now. There's nothing that we can do up front to protect you. We can't promise you anything. I will stick as many hands out as I can to save a life. But, dude, if you're going to just sit there and heave-ho the ball up there and the receiver's not going to make an attempt to go get it, what the hell are we doing? People are all mad about this flag. Enough about the flag. The receiver didn't even make an attempt on the ball. Had he had just made a left turn at Albuquerque and yeah. just fallen. It would have looked way more when, the, when he threw that flag, even I was like, this getting picked up. Yeah. And that's why he took his helmet off because even he was like, dude, are you serious? And here's what I love too. <laughs> I love that they didn't throw a flag on him because it's an emotional game. And in the moment somebody takes their helmet off, everyone's like, oh, he took his helmet off. It happens all the time, guys enough. It literally happens Every other play. It wouldn't have changed. the. the they still would have gotten the ball, by the anything. way. And even if yeah. it did, who cares? I love that the ref was like, hey, put your helmet on. First thing he said to him, put your helmet on. What did he do? He put it on. Yeah. See? We're learning. That's what you call a professional football player. Take my helmet off. Hey, what's going on? Put your helmet on. You got it. <laughs> yes, I know sir. a bunch of high school okay. kids, but I don't need to take my helmet on. College kids, we take my helmet on. Well, no, I'm getting paid a lot of money. You took... Right now, all of a sudden, what's the, where's the flag? He took it off. They told him to put it on. He put it on. What's the problem? Yeah. You're not allowed to get a warning. 
an emotional game, heated game. All these things are happening. The problem is the receiver didn't even make a good attempt to try to say, hey, this is my ball. Like It looked like he was just running decoy the whole time. He wasn't even really running full speed. And that's why if I'm a ref and I'm right at that pylon, I'm like, dude, I don't think he really knew the ball was coming to him. It's just like Sterator said. Hey, were they just running buddy-buddy? Sure were. All right, pick it up. Got to make yeah. an attempt. And if yeah, you're right, Jordan Addison. You know, it's like he's a rookie, but at the same time, if you if you make an attempt to fight, and that was just one of like ten plays. Yeah, I have five or six of them that we're going to go over in our film review here. I have to ask you this though, mm-hmm. and I love that you're fired up here. This I am. I love the rule. We get tonight, the dude, Mackie, we've got you know Alex me. Boone, and then we've got the Rhino, and the Rhino has showed up to trenches it's, today. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, we got a playoff game against Prior Lake tonight, and I can't tell you how playoffs. My heart is beating. Playoffs so already? Fast. You should see it, dude. First round. Numero uno when did the, seed. When did the season start? Uh, started back in August, like everybody else's football season. You guys just play like six regular season games and get eight. into the playoffs? Eight. eight. Okay. We're eight okay. no. Mind your business. What uh, did you – you've been going to school on uh, Dolphins? Like, wh- who are you stealing plays from here for this so playoff game? we run a lot of Philly style sometimes. If we, oh. if we can get going and we can get some things going, we go to gun and we start to run – we do a little RPO. We do a little bit of crisscross applesauce. Yo, shout out to all the boys on the team. We, we, the names of our routes, I steal them from the NFL and they love them. But a couple times I'll let them name them. Like one of them's called Poco Loco. And uh, one of them's that, called They named Poco Loco. Poco okay. Loco. Crisscross applesauce. That's yeah. a mesh concept, right? Crisscross applesauce? No, it's, 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 it's an RPO concept. There's really, oh, okay. they love, the kids love it. And then we have, we do run mesh. We run seams. We run a Texas route out of the backfield. Texas route. Dude, Let's you go. know, I was, it was funny because I was listening to, uh, who's the legendary running back from the Broncos? Don't say his name, Terrell Davis. So yeah. him and Peyton Manning are coaching their kids. And they were talking about how many plays they have. And they said, that, oh, we got 200 plays or something. Everyone's like, oh my God, that's crazy. I started looking through my playbook. I was like, yeah, we're about there. We're about there. This is a podcast. We need to get the dad, like NFL players who are now dads coaching 12-year-olds. Oh, bring them on. And, on. And, and I'm telling you, like, dude, I've, I've pitched this for O-Line Committee. We need all 22 breakdowns of youth football. It's amazing. If people want to send in, I don't know how you would like, send I don't them know, in. safely I love- put someone up on a ladder or something, we will break down your kid's football game. Well, you know, they do that now because we have to do it because we have to scout. You know, you got to wonder where things are happening. And you're like, hey, Stormzy's. What's going on? Guy's coming through the middle. Sorry, coach. Got it. I saw you on film. Johnny, my kid gets it the worst. I'm, Johnny, what the hell is this? Dad, I'm sorry. Don't ever do that again. Like, and it was funny because the last game we were in Chaska, and I'm a rep for the Southwest Metro League board, and the rep for Chaska Southwest Metro League board is their coach. And so we threw the first touchdown, and Johnny dropped it, and I was livid. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, oh, man, he must have known I was pissed because I walked over to Johnny and grabbed him by the face mask and pulled him real close. And I was like, dude. I'm so mad right now. He was like, I'm sorry, Dad. I'll catch it next time. Dad, Dude, so it's so fun, though, because these kids try so hard. And one of the things that I love is we don't just push them on the field. We push them off the field. Like We tell them they have to be good kids. The principal of one of the schools, her son's on my team, and all the kids go to her school. So if we ever get bad reports, it's quick to be like, hey, we're not playing. We're not practicing. We're going to get punished. We have kids that show up late. They get punished. I mean, it's teaching them how to be grownups in a, in a fun way and still teaching them these offenses that they probably wouldn't have been learning from somebody else. And what's great is the other Eden Prairie team is run by Marquise Gray and uh, Coach Santee. And Marquise played in the NFL too. Yeah, so, and the Gophers, yeah. Dude, you have two NFL coaches, and it's, they're the same <laughs> way. We're very competitive. 
I hope we get to play each other on Saturday for the championship. Last Let's year got go. into a little bit of a fight. Let's go. Let's, no fighting, kids. No fighting. Mackie, okay. you know I'm inviting you if we go, Let's dude. Calm you got to come. You got to come. This is Saturday? Saturday, dude. It's championship. Dude, oh. wife's, out, wife's out of town. If Old Macadac go. Gophers go. have a bye week. I think if you get – I don't want to be presumptuous. If you go, I'm in. If all you right, go, I'm right, in on Saturday. All right. All right. We'll talk about it on our show tomorrow. Okay. I'll let you know. Here's my question before we break down actual film for you. Do it. Because I, I think I know how this is going to go. But we have been sitting here from you know 30,000 feet. By the way, we have banned the word tanking from Purple Daily. People are debating over tanking. Anyways. We're banning that. the word tanking, okay? Because we know that players, players and coaches, Not culturally, tanking. culturally, you have to try and win, right? I don't care if it's a bunch of like practice squad guys. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, as an organization, lean into you got some free agents who are getting older. If you can get some draft capital, get younger, more dynamic. But when it comes to a locker room of players and a coaching staff, and they're coaching for their jobs, and players are playing for their jobs, how does the concept of tanking go over? Like you're one in four, you got idiots like me and Judd and Declan saying, you know, you got to lose as many games as possible. What is the chatter in the locker room when you start slow like this? And people on the outside start saying, boy, if they could lose a bunch of games, it might help the organization. Dude, how funny. When 2015 in Frisco, when your boys came out to see us, remember that Monday night game? We put a licking on them. Yeah. We were like, oh, man, we're going to be the next. And the next 12 games were all rips, and it was – there's a lot of a lot of people questioning each other. There's a lot of people pointing a lot of fingers, and that's where, as an old lineman, you have to band your group together. And it's kind of like you have a private meeting, and it's like, listen, no matter what's said, nothing. There are no fingers ever pointed out. This is this room takes all the responsibility. We never push it to anybody else because we are the we're the group within the group. And if you can get into our group, the whole team is just dismantled. You're never going to win a game, and that's why it's important that the leaders of the O-line come together and are like, hey, listen, no matter what happens, we're always fighting. There, and I'm going to promise you this right now, there is never a game that you're going out to lose. There, It's just, in my mind, I could never fathom, like, we're here to lose. We are here to beat as much ass as humanly possible. We might not win, <laughs> but we are going to fight like our hair is on fire because that is our job. And the minute you start talking about losing – and I can tell you that it was never talked about in my locker room because you're holding on to a lot of responsibilities of people behind you. And for you to go up there and be like, I'm going to half-ass block this, the person behind you could get really, really hurt. We've seen that. I've mm-hmm. been around those situations. You would never want that to happen. I think there's a time where guys start to show you who they are. This is about that moment for the Vikings. You're going to start to, like, I think your eyes become a lot bigger and you're like, okay, now it's time to start seeing whose fault this really is, right? As a team. So all the groups, position groups are like kind of circling the wagons and they have their radar up. Like, okay, we're paying attention now. We're going to start to notice when these third downs don't get converted or when they do or how long you guys are on the field for or how much you're giving up. Like all of a sudden both sides start to keep each other very accountable. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, hey, we noticed you gave up that touchdown. Don't worry. We're going to get it back for you. Like you start to get more like aggressive with each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's because you're kind of leaning on each other and neither one knows who's pro- whose fault it is. You're throwing interceptions, but at the same time, you're giving up the touchdown afterwards. So it's like yours started the second, but the second wasn't, wasn't any better than the first. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. the offense and the defense start fighting and they start clashing. And then it's like you just don't want that. How do you fix it? You come back out and win. 
You yeah. come back out and reassure each other that everything is going to be absolutely a-okay. Hey, we're going to be fine, dude. Yeah, we were right. We really put ourselves in a bad spot, but we're going to claw out now. We got ourselves here. We have to do it. Like, and, my, and I used to love when guys would be like, nobody is coming to save us. They'd be like, look around this room right now. Nobody. As a matter of fact, any free agent, they don't want to come here right now. Anybody getting picked up off the street does not want to be here. Nobody's coming. And these games are going to get played. Find a way to figure it out mentally. However it is, you got to do it. Whether you're fighting against yourself, you end up fighting against me. We can make this a competition however we have to. But if this room starts to dwindle, this whole team will just implode. And we're going to get 50 burgers hung on us. And we don't want that. You're right. Losing JJ is a huge deal. That was massive. Is there a way to claw out of that? Yeah, of course there is. We just got to be a little bit more creative. And I think that's where the players look at the coaches and go, okay, hey, listen, you have to start being creative. Do something crazy. Let's be dynamic. Let's get the ball out faster. Let's start doing different things. Let's start doing more motions. Let's start cracking people. Let's start getting everybody starting to wonder more. Because now that your eye candy's gone, a lot of people are going to be sitting around like, what are we, uh, what are we doing here? You want to pressure the living shit out of them? Just throw everybody at them. Throw every single person at them. If TJ Hawkinson catches it, good for him. How about that? And yeah. that's what it'll turn into. Well, they did, and they, they did a couple crazy things. They had a fake punt in this game that we're going to look at. They had uh, they actually had a jet sweep to Brandon Powell. It, it, it kind of felt to me like even in that loss last weekend to the Chiefs, they knew, okay, before Jefferson was hurt, they knew it's the Chiefs coming in here. We're probably not just going to stand straight up and beat this team, so we might have to mix in a couple things. But now that J.J.'s out, you yeah, really got to be creative. Really creative. Especially, well, in two weeks. So people are overlooking the Bears here, but the, the Bears are the next game on their schedule Three extra days to prepare because they played on a Thursday. It's a road game. Plus, Dick Butkus is going to get honored. Like, there's just a lot of reasons why this is not a gimme game for the Vikings. Um, and then hey, the Niners are on the horizon after that. So, yeah. let's not. You know what? Don't go there. Don't be that guy. Let's what, just to, get to overlook the Bears. The Bears? Okay, yeah, that's Bears, the guy it's Bears week. Because Bears week. The true story. Like, this would be the time where you come in and be like, "All right, you just had this long meeting about like, listen, we're going to do it, okay? Like, you're you've convinced everybody in the room, 100. percent You are going to come out and beat enough ass to win the next game, right? And then somebody be like, "Yeah, but then we got the 49ers coming in." And you're like, <laughs> "That's me. Shut up. <laughs> that's great. Just got all these dudes up. Don't even go there, okay? Listen." One game at a time. You got to win one to start the show. Dak Prescott just called his experience against the 49ers the most humbling of his professional life. Oh, I have fun with them on the schedule. Medicated and sedated to get a tattoo. What? 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 That was a big, I mean, that was a big project, right? Wasn't that like. What? What's the the longest you've ever sat for a tattoo set? 20 hours. 20 hours? And Mike Upati's older brother sat for 20 hours hours as he did my entire arm and back you think i'm kidding and then i said another 10 the next day bro he was like i go hey how long we going he goes oos brother we go till you tap (laughs) (laughs) then we're going bro then we're going (laughs) we had a great time it was a great time 30 hours over two days you want to be an offensive lineman in the league I like to have a good time. Leave me alone. So we're going to break down some film here, Booney. I've got a Hear handful me. of plays of note from the weekend here. I'll go full screen here. By the way, yep. this breakdown presented by a couple of our friends here. Let's say you're having some hamstring problems that might sideline you for a few weeks or, I don't know, joint pain. Maybe you've got some bad knees like our guy Alex. Summit mm. Orthopedics is here to help you. No referrals are needed. They offer same-day appointments. 
If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota with 150 expert physicians and physical therapists. SummitOrtho.com. That's SummitOrtho.com. And a shout-out to our friends also at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success. It's all about risk management. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. So if you're a business owner, especially if you're a next generation business owner, maybe taking over a company from your family, whatever it may be, they want to connect with you, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Dude, why would you pull this up right away? So this is a good and a bad. It's a good and a bad. This is, uh, I want to show you sort of uh, when pass protection goes wrong. And then we'll show you when pass protection goes right. And by the way, I know stats are stupid and you hate stats, <laughs> but Pro Football Focus and ESPN both measure uh, like offensive line win rate in pass protection and run blocking. And this season, by all measurements, the Vikings pass protection has been top 10 in the NFL in terms of like giving Kirk a chance, giving him cleaner pockets than last Dude, year. So they've been better than last year. I'm not, we're not denying that. We've even been like, helping them by proving to people that it wasn't them that gave up the sack. And people still think we're lying. Like, uh, okay. Well, this was kind of a bad, we'll start with a bad one here against the Chiefs. So this is, you're in a wing set over here. That was at Oliver and TJ. Go back, go back, go back. And and this one, this one kind of gets me. This is an MA on somebody. I I rewound this probably 30 times. Does that mean missed assignment? Yeah. And so you're basically in like a true play action protection here. And you have this wing set over here with Oliver and TJ. And so you're basically putting um, Brian on the defensive end right there. You have Ed Ingram. Right here or on the yep, or further right out there. Right here? No, no, yeah. no, no. You're perfect right there. And then you have uh, Ed Ingram right there over the three technique over him, who you can tell he's spiking inside. I mean, look at that guy. He's clearly – he's going way in there. The nose tackle is obviously going to be blocked by – I'm not sure if this is Schlotman or Bradbury in at this point. I think Bradbury but. played the majority of the game. He, he got dinged at one point, but I think this is Bradbury on this. Now. Okay, yeah. so let's always assume that it's Bradbury. So he was there. Ezra sets to the left, which makes me think they should be going out here, right? Like this would be some sort of a lion, some sort of a, and I say that because with the two tight end set, you're not really running a jet protection out of two tight ends. So this would be more of like an act two protection, which were my favorites. Puts a lot of stress on these dudes over here to the right because they're kind of man on man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a great protection. Um, so you're saying that that 72 and 71, Cleveland and Derrissaw, are supposed to have these two dudes out here? It, it, it's almost – go ahead and play it. Because this is where it starts finicky of like when you're watching to see who's really messing up. See how Ezra's looking out there, and he says something to Bradbury right before this. In my personal opinion, one of the things he was telling him was like, hey, cross face, which is telling him the nose is going to cross his face. Expect pressure, right? So see how he kind of anticipates it and kind of gives – 
Bradbury, a little bit of a yeah. But the problem is Bradbury goes to the right, and that's where it all of a sudden. You see where I'm saying like you're starting to get really ma'd because either way, Darisaw's looking left, like he's almost like yeah, I got this guy to my left, and at the same time, I think Madison's supposed to be out to the right. If I'm, but at the same time, see how the play action takes you here. Like hmm. this is somebody messes this up badly enough that the quarterback gets hit really hard. And that's where running backs don't typically do the wrong thing. But you, you would always, always cancel out the fake to go to four-week four backside. See what I'm saying? Like yeah. you would just be like, screw the fake. I need to go back here because that's my assignment. And at the same time, O'Neal, Brian, isn't going all the way out there. I would think that Brian would go all the way out there. See how he stops his kick right there with him? Yeah. All right, I'm going to stamp this right now as saying this. Bradbury is the only one that slides to the right. I think he misses this, and I think the running back missed this, which is weird because I don't know how a center could miss this, but see how Ezra's looking to the left? Yeah. He's almost like, okay, I got him. Go, 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 go. Go to our lion, and our lion would tell us to stop at one. That's why I'm putting this (laughs) – there's a lot of people with MAs on this. Like the center has one, the running back has one. Well, there's no way. Like, all right, dumb, dumb fan take here because if you, Too many you look guys at this at the beginning, wrong. like you got nine guys that, you know, on the right side of the line here, right? You got, but you got two yeah. tight ends. These, but these guys are these guys know they're running a route and they weren't told to chip anyone, right? They're just running a route. Correct. So, so if Brian O'Neill, like if if however they set it up, however you explained, if Brian O'Neill knows, hey, I've got this guy here. Is this 94? Right. Yeah. Then this, this someone has to be responsible to, and it, it would, would only be, be the running Alexander back. Alexander right? Madison, exactly. But the problem is, see how the center goes to the right? It's almost like uh, Bradbury ID'd this wrong in his mind. See, like, ah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm like, he must have in his mind gotten messed up because Ed Ingram isn't kicking out. He's full setting him right there and stopping. Right. Which tells me the running back should be out there. Darisaw's waiting for 50 to rush. He never comes. It's basically Bradbury goes the wrong way and the running back went the wrong way. You know, I'm contractually obligated to ask you to what extent this is Kirk Cousins' fault so that you can you know, correct me. Or, this is is there anything Kirk's a quarterback fault. can do differently on this or no? No, because remember, he thinks he's protected. He thinks that he's got the line sliding to 50 on the left and he thinks he has the running back to the right. But yeah. he gets up here and he assumes, hey, we're not assuming 54 is a threat, which I don't know how he's not a threat. He is in a motorcycle stance. The three technique is clearly leaning inside. You can tell he's coming. The running back needs to abort right now, and he needs to go backside. So there's plays. That's, it's funny, like when you watch sometimes, uh, you know, as a fan, there's plays where you'll see a play action and the running back will run to the opposite side of where the he fake aborts. handoff is going. And it's, and it's like, wow, that was weird. Right. But, but this would be an example of, yes, if Kirk, even if Kirk is turning this way for the fake handoff, if you're you a running back, it. it's yes. more important to go get the free runner than it is to continue with the fake. Handoff, Correct. Right? Exactly. And that's, but then there's a, but there's another free runner here. So he's got to pick up somebody. No, no, no. I'm telling you they're sliding to the left. Got it. Got it. They're, Ezra's like, dude, where I Darisaw's waiting for him. Like, it's there's a lot of MAs on that protection, dude. The problem is, quarterback got hit. That's a wasted down. That's how I always looked at that. When people like that many guys messed up, I was like, what a wasted down. We'll give you the wide view here, and then we'll go end zone here. This is this is where there's a couple plays on this this particular drive where the protection was great, including the play before this. The problem was their 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 coverages were fire. 
Their their back end was playing lights out. That rookie, McDuffie. Here we go. All right, we're in an even front. Clearly in a nickel. We're going with a loco. Looks beautiful. Look at the pro. Pro. Good job by Kirk getting out there, too, and just like keeping that play going. No, it's great. Go back real quick. Go back to the wide. One of the things that you saw most of the game was they obviously their big intent was to do this up top, right? The cover two. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to let this dude take the top off of us at all. That was the one thing that stood out to me was how much they were in cover two. But two, see how they're trying to mess with Kirk? Pause. See right now, see how they're both on this side of the field? I mean, it's like he's over yeah. the hash, right? So he's obviously made it clear, I have middle of the field, right? They're just messing with you. Because watch, as you snap it, where do they go? They, they go, go back right, where they go right back to a cover two. But that's them playing with Kirk. Hey, hey, we're over here. No, no, we're not. We're, we're still over the top. And see, too, like how they have that linebacker right there covering that side, the inside yeah. of it. They have a corner on the outside. And then you always have your safety over the top. They played fundamentally sound. Like, look at that. There's nowhere to really throw that. You have to. And yeah, there's, there's a window opening here, like, now. But but, but the you're too is, far into this. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're asking a lot for your O-line. Like, hey, can you do this? But he ends up doing a great job in rolling out and getting something with Jordan Addison. And actually, I don't know if you put this play on here, but great pro on this one. One of the plays that they did go cover one was one of the ones that was almost picked off. Did you put that one on here? Um, I don't think so. I don't All think right. that's on this reel. Because that was one where Jordan Addison was wide open. Because they ran a cover one, and he ran a they ran a and crossing did, route, and he didn't throw it to Addison. And you're he saying? didn't throw it to Addison. No, ah. he threw it to. Um, just as he released it, Jordan Addison came wide open because the two defenders ran right into each other. All right, here we go. Is this the next play? This I'm just roll. This is just the same play one more time, just to. Oh, you really love this play, don't you? I just I think it's, it's, it's I feel like it's it rare the, oh. that we it's rare that we like praise their pass protection. So. I'll tell you what, um, go back right there. I love I love this right side right here. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Create a wall just like that. No, dude, they've been on it this year. They've been looking really solid, but at times they fall apart. We Let's go creative here. This is a Brandon Powell jet sweep that I loved. This is they they oh, picked up Brandon this. Powell as a punt returner, but no, he took a hit on this one too. In the thigh. Could you imagine how hard that would hurt? Oh, God, I would die. I would I would for sure die. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Especially with crushed. your skinny legs. Hey, right? by the I mean, way, we on. have this play in our offense. It's called uh, double left Z Z fly, Z sweep right. Just like they call it here. But I love how you do this. Pause it. Look how many guys are in here. This is the perfect time to run it. Look at all these guys in One, here. Two, None three, of these four, guys. Five, six, seven, look at 51. He's looking at TJ. He can't let him out of his sight, right? None of these guys are going to be able to make the play on this ball. So you know right now that everybody from like 91 over is pretty much shut down. The only guy that really becomes a factor is the guy that's running with him. And see how see – how, look, the entire – And then number, and number two's got to run with – The problem is TJ – and I'm not blaming TJ here, but had he gotten – a little bit farther on this, he may have gotten the crosser running with him. See how he does that great step in, gets that guy to bite just a second. See, look, nobody is going to even affect on this play. But TJ keeps going for 20. I don't know that he could have gotten that. Nah, he couldn't have. Yeah. But look, that's a two, nice little 10, 12 yard gain a, here, though. This is a perfect play. This is one, these are one of these plays that when they get called, 
as an O-line, you get really excited because you sell it as much as you can that it's like power or something, get everybody in here biting, and then all of a sudden you just let him take it out the back end. It is so fun. Watch, look at the cornerback running with Jordan. <laughs> he has no idea. He's no idea. Zero <laughs> clue. Where are you going? Where are you going? So, Bro, it's a okay. first down. I have another dumb question here. Okay, like, dude, we questions. sit here, we sit here, we uh, on the O line committee. You know, you get you and Jay have me cutting up uh, Niners film and Dolphins film, and like watching the Niners and, and the Vikings are they're running heavier personnel. They brought Josh Oliver in. They're trying to be a little bit more Niners like. I feel like at least in philosophy. When I watch the Niners offense, mm-hmm. it's just like it's jet sweep motions on every play. It's I mean they're running stuff like this. All the time. When the Vikings ran this play, I thought, my God, when's the last time we saw a jet sweep handoff to a wide receiver? Adam Thielen for a touchdown last year against the Lions. Yeah. Look it so, up. So, like, Guaranteed. why don't they run this more? This And it clearly works. Exactly. Like, why see, not that, do more stuff like this? That's on KOC. Dude, that falls strictly on the OC. And I told you 20 minutes ago, some of the players are going to look up and be like, how creative are we really being? Yeah. Can we be super creative now? Can we find a magical bag of something fun to run? Stuff like that, right? And then the minute you run that the next time, you freeze those linebackers. If, if even it's just a moment, it allows the wide zone to capture the edge, and then you're all of a sudden you put them in a bind, right? Now they're thinking. They're half a step off, half a tick late. That's when you start to gain the advantage. But when you just run willy-vanilly shit, People come out and go, okay, you don't want to be exotic? We'll be exotic against you and see how exotic you want to become. And that is the problem. You have to throw everything at them. Make them think and second guess every single thing. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. There's got to be there's got to be more of a, a why. Like, I don't know if it's just, hey, you know, Kirk's not comfortable with it. I don't know. What Who it cares? Is, but... Get comfortable, dude. We're one in yeah. four. Clearly, that's not the problem. Like, it, it probably is now all of a sudden you don't have JJ. So now you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> What are we doing, right? Like, are we going to see some more of the younger players starting to show up, guys who we haven't really seen film on? Because now all of a sudden it's like, why is he on the field? What is he doing? What is he good at? And all of a sudden you just start throwing stuff. Dude, the, the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, we've been saying this for years, is a genius. The way he attacks people, it is such a chess match. And he has such elite talent that it becomes such a problem for everybody because they're like, oh, well, you know what? You, you got us in the chess match? Then we'll just bow up. We'll just start getting tough and start running zone at you. We'll start running power, trap, wham. Okay, you want to get oh, tough? Yeah. We'll send Kittle through the middle. Ooh. Talk dirty. Oh, dude, you know I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. All right. Uh, the next the next one here, I think, if I am remembering the order of these plays here, you saw there's a guy named Christian Derrissaw that plays left tackle for the Vikings. Love so, him. So uh, keep an eye on him on this play as he destroys a defensive back, clearing the way for Alex Madison to score a touchdown. I, you know what I love is how fast he is right there. Just <laughs> mowing the way. Steamroll. Dude, I love. Look how fast his feet are. He gets this swipe and then just turns up field. When you have athletic left tackles, you have to use them in space. You have to be able to get them out there because plays like this are, once again, super easy. We barely did anything. We snapped the ball and threw it to Madison. We let Darisaw do all the work, and he got to have fun doing something. Dude, this plays like this, you can never have enough of these. I love this. I love how he does enough job by Hawkins. One of the things that we love, Jay and I love, go back real quick, just to right before Darisaw hits him. One of the problems guys have is they start to measure right here, but when he continues to run at this second, the secondary player, he just he gives him no options where the player is like, oh, I'm just going to try. I'll sit here for a second and see what's going on. Darisaw is like, no, no time wasted. I'm just going to get into you right now and just 
Boom. Oh, dude, it's over. <laughs> it's over. I love. I wish he would have just went on top of him. Football. You got to lay on him there. Yeah. Ah. Look at that. Does the, the somersault there too? Gets up. Celebrate this thing. Love it. Amazing. Okay, so okay, this is the next attempt at an Alex Madison touchdown reception. Don't you and, didn't put this on uh, here, did you? Really? I need to know. This this felt like a perfect setup. This was to tie the game with like what less than five minutes left. What was the timestamp on this? Yeah, Let's I go back was, to the beginning here. I think you oh, we, we don't know if we grabbed it. Oh, right here. Uh, Timestamp. Yeah, five minutes left. Down by seven. Chance to tie the game here. Maybe you go for two. I don't know. You had a perfect All screen right. set up. All right. So we're obviously going with some like. Pause. Pause. This is what I'm going to say. Go back a little bit. Just go back half a tick. Go back like from here. Go back to when he starts to turn and run. No, no, no. Forward, 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 forward. Right here. I'm saying tut all day, right? Like we're going to find a way to get it done, right? Go like, yeah, you're good. You, I think this is Bradbury right here. He's going to cut 23 or do Cleveland's something. Cleveland's coming here too. Cleveland right? will get 50. I'm, I'm almost kind of a 21 could make the play, but that's about effort. And I was in Madison at that point, but here we go. Play it just half a snap. Good. Keep going. Yeah, man. That's a touchdown, right? That's a tud. He probably cuts inside here, cuts inside Bradbury. I mean, I see 21 being a problem, but at the same time, if you could use some of these blocks, I don't know. Four. I'll give you the end zone view here, too. I know, man. It's so hard to watch. This is like a, this is a 395, fake 395, H screen left, because we're going we're gonna to fake the handoff like it's a zone to the left. We're going to get everybody to fake bite, do a terrible job blocking. He gets this ball off just in time. I still don't get why he doesn't catch it. He's just he's thinking know, about man. the next step, right? This is the second one like this he's dropped in the first five games, too. Oh, I know. So rough, man. I know, dude. Like, right there. <sighs> so bad. And that's it, man. And this is the thing. It's like if they if they score that touchdown, they probably go extra point, tie it up, right? And now we'll see what happens. But everything that happens after and before, sometimes you're not going to play perfect games. And sometimes you just need, Booney, your running back to catch a screen pass and score a touchdown when he's supposed to. Just roll, That's the, Just roll. Well, just, I mean, uh, listen, I'm not going to say it's one player at this point. It's a cumulative of everybody. Like, we're all the problem here. So it's just, I mean, first play of the game. Fun. When the Vikings lined up to punt this, by the way, this is first You always had to know it was a fake. Like, like there's all... no way they're punting from this spot. No. Right? So the, no. Whole, the whole building probably thought this was, this is a very creative way it to fake a, a punt, though. It was a great design, though. I love how they did a reverse out of it because it looked like the defense stepped, like they were almost like, nah, we got you. But then when he handed it off, everybody was like, oh, no. The Dude. snap go. Is this, I, I don't know if you've ever long snapped in your life, but to snap it, it's a tough snap, right? You're snapping it. Over here, like forty-five degree angle to Metellus, so he can dump it to four-three-forty hey, Ty Chandler. That's one dude that we haven't talked about yet. That we need a we need the next episode. We need to talk about him. He Who? is Metellus. Oh yeah, dude, he's been a playmaker, dude. Like, I love how they decide on this. So I don't know how. I, I I'd have to look and see. Like, is it weird that he was in in this position on this punt? No, but the I'm fact sure that not. they trust him to be the one, right? Of all the players that you could trust in this spot, they put the trust in him. Speaks volumes. Oh, not I agree. to screw this up. No, dude, this is 
perfectly executed. This is why you leave your defense on the field, by the way. You know that, right? <laughs> Their defense is on the field, and they still gave up all those yards. But the problem is it's because you got Oliver blocking right at the point. And that's exactly what you'd want is a strong tight end at the point who doesn't make it obvious. See him right there, 84. Mm-hmm. Him and Munt right here are going to be the two lead blockers to the right. Now, you might want to look into that and see if that if their order is changed here compared to something else. Because, look, that looks like a wing set right there. And you're basically telling them, hey, we're just wide zone all the way out of here. Mm-hmm. I love it. But then you have, like, no, the you best got guys who aren't D usually Lyman. supposed to be. I was going to say, it looks terrible blocking. <laughs> God, D linemen trying to block are hilarious. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. You got hamster out there. Man. Dude, this I love it, man. Get some. All right, I got one more. It's it's actually uh, Chiefs on offense here. This was one of the biggest plays. This was the first drive of the second half for the Chiefs. As you can see, the game is, is tied the at one 13. Where he took a hit? Mahomes Before. got smoked on this play. Yes, dude. And he threw the ball up in the air 36 oh. yards down the field. So I flagged this as one of the biggest plays of the game in our pie chart of blame, which you were asking about. Cam Bynum's a good player, but like when you dial a zero blitz on third and long here against Patrick Mahomes, it gets home enough to to knock him down, and he thro- just like throws a pass to a. I think it was like their fourth wide receiver Watson that was the target on this, and he underthrew it, and Cam Bynum just mistimes the jump for the interception, and it winds up being a first down, thirty five yards. Instead of the Vikings getting the ball, I think in Chiefs territory with a chance to take the lead. The Chiefs then marched down for a touchdown, Dude. and now the Vikings are on the, the comeback again. What's so. crazy about this is it's third and 18. Yeah. Like, we all laugh going, what are the chances he's going to complete this, right? Not only did he complete it, he added 17 extra yards to it. Like, just go back. God, look at this. Go back. Go you, want the, you want the end zone or do you want the wide? No, you can play this. Look how fast this pocket collapse collapses. And he just gets rid of the ball. Like the total faith that this guy must have to throw this ball in this situation back against the wall. You look up, you see seven guys staring at you. Then they all just barrel down on you. And you're like, you know what? He'll be there. Oh, this is God, the, most, the most frustrating play of the game for, for the Vikings defense. This oh, blitz man. worked. You knocked him on his ass. He just throws up a prayer. He, he oh. underthrows it. There's a chance for an interception. This worked exactly how you wanted it to. Exactly. And he, he, just, he just got mossed. Too early. Moss, dude. Oh, God, at the 52. You had his back on the goal line. Boom, Harry. You know Harry gave him some love over there. Daniel's probably Look at talking this. to he, him. He's you, ready I don't know to, why he's you ready jump. to I, I pick know. this off right here. It's, I know, man. He's he's measuring it right here, right? I mean, he's measuring it, measuring it. Here we go, here we go. Oh, it's oh, a little early. Oh god. <sighs> I know. I know. Hey, sometimes sometimes look, it just goes your way. So they sent did they did anyone drop here? No, did they Metellus all come. Drop? And that's why the outsides end up being free because they take everybody on the insides here. Right. And then the outsides end up rushing free. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they did. God, look at that. They sent. And then Hicks. Right, go Hicks back. Kinda... Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. I knew it. I knew it. Juwan James. Right tackle. Or is that Juwan Taylor? Whatever his name is. So Taylor. he thinks that, look, he thinks they're an empty. Because see how he sets and he, sh- he comes back in to come in for Metellus. But Jet is in the backfield. Shout out Jarek McKinnon, one of my favorites. See, and they let Daniil free. So really, technically, 
I'm going to be honest. This is how it's even crazier. They mess this protection up. He gets hit early, and he still completes a 35-yard ball. Dude, oh. you tell me how Tell me how that's possible. So tell 70, how that's 74 possible. supposed to take. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, we're, in two, we're true two-jet right here. We're going lucky to 58. Hey, 22, you're on your own, man. You get there if you can get there. But you always expect that with the slide coming to him, it'll at least widen him a little bit, and it kind of does. But at the same time, if you have Daniil blocked – he might be able to roll out, but it doesn't matter, dude. Under pressure, not under pressure. This dude can do it all, man. He's fire. Amazing, man. I know, bro. Just so it's hard to watch. Sitting here. No, it's not hard to watch. I don't like I don't no, I don't like your energy. I don't like your energy. Yeah. Okay? No, dude. This My is an opportunity. It's an <sighs> opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings franchise to get better mm-hmm. going forward. Long term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. I got to get to Target Field to watch uh, some baseball here. Enjoy that. Uh, Let me know how it goes. I'll let you know how the game goes tonight. If if we win, we'll talk about it tomorrow on our show. Sounds good. uh, If you need someone to do a little extra film study for you for the championship game, no, no, we're good. I'm available. Okay. Question though: Are you going to come if we go Saturday? You coming? Can I tell the boys that old Macadex coming? I'm in. Let's do it. Here we go. Tell the boys. Game time. Tell the boys. I'll have some crickets Football. for you. They're going to be like, who? Who? Macca what? Hey, who's that talk guy? about Macca deck like that. But we got to get through today first, all right? Here we go. Prior Lake. And, and, and Vikings fans, you heard it from Booney, okay? No talk about the Niners. This is Bears week. Oh, Bears week, dude. One week at a time. Okay? Let's go. Take them down. No tanking, no tanking talk. No 49ers talk on this show. Not here to lose. Here to win. Please click the uh, like button and the subscribe button, and you can find more film breakdowns with Alex Boone and Jeremiah Cyril's and a podcast on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel and then Apple Spotify. That's a wrap on Trenches with Boone here. See you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment.